All right, here we go. Go we here. We are Call Out Culture. I am the one, the only Curly Castro here with my co-hosts, Alaska and Zilla Rocker. What up? We are shablamming and we are shablowing. Various NBA games on in the back. A lot of games. So, tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, we are starting yet another new series. We got a whole bunch of newness in the new year. And this series is called Crew Love where we will examine certain, in particular, crews throughout the stratosphere of hip-hop. Yes. And we'll just, you know, talk about them, talk about what they've done, where they're at now, where they came from, all that good stuff. Um, crews are very important in hip-hop. There's the Lifeblood, Furious Five, Funky Floor Plus One. Juice Crew. Juice Crew, Cold Crow. A lot of just, you know, um, conglomerates working together to try to get this hip hop hip hop thing off the ground. Indeed. And it worked. And then I they understand. went on to have um, you know, successful solo careers. But the crew is is really a, a, a big crux of the hip hop movement. Even if you are a solo artist, Nelly, Ludacris, you still have yeah. a crew yeah. behind you. Good point. And, um a lot of times you're assuring in their involvement, you're setting the table for your crew to come in. I remember um, a real obscure crew. I can't remember the name. Remember Guilty Simpsons crew? The Dreadnoughts? Dreadnoughts. Dreadnoughts, yeah. wow. Somebody like, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, even Kobe Bryant had a crew. It was like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alan Iverson had a crew. Yeah. Well, Alan Iverson was crew thick. Yeah. That was his crew. So. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead, do, you think, do you think record like indie record labels have replaced the crew? Like you were Jerkies, you Rhyme Sayers, you're. It's an um, interesting. Well, singers. it's an interesting ideal, but then I wouldn't say so because it, on certain labels, people click off. Yeah, I, you could look at Mellow Music Group's roster and see, all right, these five kind of you know work in this sphere. Mm-hmm. These three over there. So I, I, you know, just like anything, uh, even a big team, basketball team, football teams, people click up. Yeah, you know, true. The, um, the classic click up is um, Rain Ghost amongst all of those Wu members. Right. They, you know, they were wandering stars and they were uh, lined up. So, yeah, I think you have a point, but I definitely think uh, it's probably a case by case basis. But yeah, I, think I would agree with that. Case by case basis. Because if you look at things like Anticon, they can be seen as a crew slash label. Yeah. Um, whereas um, something like Stone's Throw, I think is a little more disparate. They have a lot of different sections. They yeah, have a like, point. Yeah. yeah, good point. Different yeah. musical sections you know, reissues and stuff. So it's just a lot going on. Mm. Um, Mellow Music Group, like I said, I think they click up, but they also have, they, 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 you know, they operate with some type of chronologically. Yeah. Kind of like right. this, this artist three years ago, they put out stuff, they might not be on the label right now. Fair. Or they just got an artist or this artist hasn't put out stuff on them for like four or five years and now they're back. Mm. So pretty interesting. Good point though. So who's the first crew? So the first crew we are doing. Oh, I got your um insane clown posse. <laughs> What's that? I can't see it. it was blurred out. Oh, sick. I gotta give you the money. Sure. What is that? Thank you. The old Ethiopes final. Oh, yours nice. Yours is sealed. Old this Big Daddy mine. Z needing his copy. Nice. Yeah, boy. All right. So the first crew we are doing is the when I think one of the um One of the great examples of 
organic imagination. Mm. Meaning if you if you do some knowledge and you do some history work on this particular crew, you'll find out that they came together very organically. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start with them because I, I like the idea. And if you go watch their, you know, we'll talk about it, but if you go watch their uh, breakdown videos and stuff, they always tell you like, hey, I was in the studio and I told such and such to come through. And that's why on this whole album, you'll have just Mike G doing mm. a hook piece. Yeah. yeah. Or Drez was around when they did um, Fat um, what is it, Fanatics and a B word. And he gets a verse. You know what I'm saying? So those type of, I always love hearing those stories, how organic things um, can become. And it wasn't a forced thing. This wasn't, right. for instance, this is not the firm. This is not managers clicking up. This was organic. They met. Right. And we're talking about the native tongues, folks. Native tongues. Yes, we are. We're talking about the native tongues. Okay. And it was very much an example of an organic upbringing. People getting together with like-minded artists and starting yes. to make other things. But again, I, I will always want to stress the non-forced nature of their activities. If somebody was around at the studio, they might be on something. Or they might just be clapping in the background. Or Skef Eslam, you know, he gets, pro- he gets props. He gets props too. You know what I'm saying? Things of those nature. I think that organism, that organic nature led to a lot of um, slang authoring. Yeah. Um, a lot of these uh, group affiliations and people, m- people I'm mentioning, they were in the periphery. They're in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, so yeah, any initial thoughts before we get started on the um, itinerary? I'm ready to go. I'm in. Yeah, I've been, listen- uh, I've been listening to some of the records I I missed or were only listened to once or never heard of in preparation, so I'm excited. All right, so let's get cracked. Let's do it. All right, so at the time, the native tongues. Uh, well, the beginning of the native tongues was the Holy Trinity, the native mm-hmm. trinity I like to call. Oh shit, sorry. And that's the um, Jungle Brothers. A tribe called Quest and De La Soul. Yeah. Yes. When those three combined forces is when um, the native really planted their roots. There was even, um, there's a tale about Q-Tip pulling back this record. And on the record, the lyric is the native tongue. The native tongue. Yeah. Found mm. the definition. I didn't know I wanted that. to start with, yeah, he, um, he, you know, Q-Tip was notorious for needle drops. Yeah. He's and needle drops is when you just you pick up, you scratch using the actual needle arm, you pick it up and pull it and pick it up. It's very hard to do. But he was listening to this record. I knew the name because I've been watching um background stuff. I've been watching documentaries about native tongues all week. Dope. Look at you. But I can't remember the name of the group. But it was a um what I guess you would call like Afro rhythm right. type group. Um with a little uh last Beach boys sprinkle in there. No, it was a lot of chanting, and uh, so they got to the point, the native tongue, the native tongue, and he kept pulling yeah. it back. And I think he was showing it to Mike G. I don't, don't, I don't want to mm. call me. So it's from a group called the New Birth, there and the song is oh, African Cry. Oh shit, New Birth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the line is "Took away our native tongues." I and love so that. I love that. I've sampled them. Before upon that, I wanted to start with the dichotomy of the time. Okay. So in '88, '89, mm-hmm. when these groups were getting started. There's a there's a line you can draw between Jungle Brothers versus NWA. Mm-hmm. Love and, this. And Go it goes it. to show you where the native tongues were planting their flag as disparate collectors before they even got together. So there's a there's a direct line between straight out of Compton versus straight out the jungle. 
And um, it, it's just similar tactics for the liberation of black folks and to try to get on the oppressive boot that was on everybody's neck at that time. But two, di- two very different approaches. One based in itself and nature, straight out the jungle. Right. Using society akin to nature and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the wildness of it and how rough and rugged uh, New York and other areas were at that time. Right. Can be akin to a, a concrete jungle. That's what the term was coined. Mm-hmm. And NWO was on some straight out of Compton. Right. Um, concrete, broken out fences, burnt out cars, whatever was going on in, in Compton at that time. Um, I, I won't claim to know super knowledge, but I'm just saying there was a difference and a similarity between straight out of Compton versus straight out the jungle. And and mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, those are both the first songs on their um what you would call their debut albums. NW had an album before that, you know, easy yeah. and NW and the posse, yeah. whatever yeah, that was. Yeah. Yep. But um as far as like the beginning of straight out of Compton. And um, that would, would, yeah, that's the first record, right? Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then Straight Out of Compton being the single. Well, for lack of sense of purposes, Nam David didn't have singles, but was like the lead song. Yeah. And then with the Jungle Brothers, Straight Out of Jungle, lead song. But again, very dis- very similar sentiments, but different ways of approaching. And at that time, hip hop was struggling for what it was going to be, who was going to lead, who was going to follow. So there was definitely an effort by the Jungle Brothers to be unique. Um, and same way it was followed by Tribe and then De La. The uniqueness, the, um, the, the drive to do something different. Because it wasn't just we're just different. It was like, yo, we're, we're different with a purpose and we're going to be consistently different. And right. we're still dope. So, yes. So that's how we start. That's where we start. Mm-hmm. And um, any thoughts on those, Jenna? On that, Jenna? I'm just on the precipice we're starting. Up. If not, we can move to the next section. I mean, I do think it's interesting how it, you know, it's very coastal in the approach, right? Like, you yeah. know, there's the the two sides of, of the the continent, um, and LA wasn't really on the scene at that time in any way, no. for real. So it was like the bombast was almost necessary Mm. in order to catch people's attention and get people to look at LA in a serious way. Whereas as New York had the, the sort of, it was, it was the anchor, right? It was, it was always the home base. It was was the home base and stylistically New York. I mean, they had public enemy, which had a lot of the bombast, but I think if you look back at that time, there wasn't anything that really stood out about New York. It was having a bit of an identity crisis. Good point. Almost like a generational crisis, because like you know, generations in music tend to be short. Well, it was also the you know the death of disco in a sense, and also yeah, the birth of hip hop. But remember, hip hop was thought to be a fad, and it was going to go away. Like any day now, it was going to go away, especially when these. But but by around '88, it started to get a bit of like cultural cachet where people were like, Oh, this might be for real. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they were right. also doing like the public the break dancing exhibitions mm-hmm. in front of um, Carnegie hall and things of that nature yep. were happening. Yep. Culturally. The gallery scene was taken off with the artists. Yes. Yes. Um, so, and, and that might've even been a little earlier than, than jungle. Yeah. That might've been like 84, 83 yeah. when that, when, when 
when the galleries and, and they were getting like some showcasing, yeah. taking some of the graffiti artists into the galleries. That was around that time. Yeah. But, but I kind of feel like by, by the time the Jungle Brothers came out, like we were ending the first run DMC era. Good point. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yes. like that first Def Jam wave was coming to an end and we were looking for something new. Right. And I think the Jungle Brothers represented that youth and the sort yes. of exploration of taking that sound to the next level. Without a doubt. And for me, like listening to the JBs, I didn't get into them till seven, eight years ago. I never checked their shit. I knew of like Girl Al Houshu and Jim Browski and all that, but I never listened to them because I was just so into Black Sheep and Tribe and De La forever. And I once I played their records, I was like, holy shit. This is where so many people got hooks from production ideas from flows from mm -hmm. pockets from like they are so original and incredible and like i'm looking at other albums that came out in 88 when they dropped right so they dropped in november dog oh, they sad. dropped a week after great adventures of slick rick sounds nothing like that you know what i mean yeah. like this is you know 88 like an unbelievable year for rap so you have like Bismarck going off, life is too short, he's a DJ, I'm the rapper, tougher than leather, by any means necessary, strictly business, you know, long live Kane. But here's the, the difference. It's credible. It's credible, but there's still a lot of formulaic MCs. Yeah. There's still oh, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people rapping by whatever paint by numbers was prominent. And that's yeah, why like you have it, it hit. Bass and DJ Easy Rock, but you know. Native didn't hit for me until Daylight. Right. Daylight yeah, came. That's when I was like, okay, I knew of Tribe. Elsa Gundal was familiar. They also rhyming very different back then, if very anybody different. remembers. Tribe yeah. was rhyming very well, different. Well, Elsa Gundal was after Daylight hit, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, Daylight hit. And I mean, like, hit, hit. Not just to me, myself, and I, because I came out, like, a year before Oh yeah. the um the real drop. And well, there's their choices. I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was allowing me to see that. Again, we got out of the formulaic rap and like, all right, there's a mo there's yes. multiple links. It, it made yep. me start thinking of rap more in terms of like, this is not just the mom and pop market. This is a supermarket. Yeah. Right. There's eight to ten aisles in here. Mm -hmm. Then the West Coast emerging as as um uh, as Alaska alluded to earlier. So now we're we're creating more aisles. This is before the South even hits. I mean, right. So there's more aisles, more items to go buy, more things to browse. But sorry, Z, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just saying like they. <clears throat> Like I'm looking at other people that came out in '88. I never, I never heard, of, I never heard Tall, Dark, and Handsome, Don Barron, Tony T, uh, Chili Uptown, True Love, Frozen Explosion. Like, no shots of these people. I just never heard their records, right? But everyone else that you, I mean, it's a landmark fucking year, right? So in the middle of all of that, and to your point, Castro, the JBs, like, you know, Great Adventures of Slick Rick. I mean, unbelievably influential for rappers and rappers still like take pages from rick but i think the jb's you know you draw the straight line from jb's to tribe and de la to pharrell mm -hmm. yeah pharrell is like these motherfuckers made it be like oh i can just be the cool weird dude in my class and that that's all i have to be i don't have to be the drug dealer i don't have to be i don't have to stand there gritting on you i don't have to right you didn't have to hard. fit in that those 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 
right two categories right and like even biz was like biz was like a jokester but also like a very serious performer like not everybody could do what the fuck he did and he's wrong with juice crew which is like serious rappers and so it's like the jb's and then later like you're saying with the holy trinity they to me created that space of like it's not i i I don't want to section off to say like the black nerd no i was gonna i was gonna interject i was gonna interject so yes yeah hit me but that was necessary okay so Mm -hmm. like you know i was talking about like the outcast section of high school was a very big section they were just loners so they be eight over here by themselves to five but if you did the count that was a very big large section yeah of the um disenfranchised if you will didn't fit the breakfast club stereotypes of one two three four jock outcast genius whatever didn't fit that Mm -hmm. and i felt like when native dropped they said hey you can be weird you know know and it's still cool Here's here's a parallel I I like to draw because what you're saying is like sparking this in my brain. It's the same way where dudes, and I've known dudes like this, dudes aspire to be Jay-Z, right? Money, owning shit, Beyonce, clout, all that. Like people aspire to be at that level in whatever capacity, right? They, They aspire to be Jay, but dudes think they're Drake. Like, oh, yeah, like I can like text these girls drunk, you know, like Drake's Drake's albums are like about being a dickhead towards women or being on the bad side of something turning bad. Like Drake's music is not billionaire club. Drake shit is like interpersonal dynamics. And most of it's not real. He's just writing songs. Right. And dudes look at Drake like, oh, I could be that guy. I I am Drake. You know, it doesn't take much to be Drake. The same way, like, we can aspire to be Slick Rick, right? Everybody wants to aspire to be Slick Rick. But you can look at the JBs be like, I am the JBs. I would parallel it. I can to, be um, that. I'm already those guys. They're, they're the, just putting a face to it. To what the I movement that came about after the popularity of Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. And Revenge of the Nerds, too. So it allowed you to be somewhat queer and still popular. It allowed you to be awkward and popular with the laughing oh like you know what i'm saying they, these are very right, outstanding like people that were nerds were like that's already me that's and not even it. not even like the awkward nerds in revenge of the nerds like right. cool ones yeah you know, my man Booker. with the scruffy hair Booker. 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 yeah yeah and 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 then the black guy was very friendly so what lamar. it did was lamar allowed those people to say okay i have there's some idols on the silver screen for me too right yeah. and i feel like Dela, specifically in tribe secondarily and then um jb's tertiary in my order they were like yo you can be kind of weird and kooky and it's okay because we still make dope shit like a big theme of de la's was especially when i got to de la soul is dead like don't think it's sweet all these flowers and shit like right right we gonna fuck you up yo and and that was a big thing with plug three with rom he would come on those joints like you don't want to bust that shit Uh -uh." uh-uh Yep. You with that that joint with, catch um, Freddie Fox, and then um, the art of getting jumped, like all those joints. That's when you would see him plug three a lot, right? Hey, don't get it twisted. We still fucking people up, correct? Because it, it was important to say like, don't take our kindness for weakness. Yeah. With this image, we still make some hard shit, even though we're not making gangster. I mean, there right. was a, we're not Ice T, but 
there was a big sweet. push to be because gangster rap was so prevalent mm-hmm. right now not when natives started but as natives got rolling gangster rap was running everything mm-hmm. it was huge yeah and it got bigger it, and bigger even even before gangster rap there was a certain machismo yeah right right that right, was right. involved and it was like um with these dudes it's like there there was it's almost like hip-hop was able to mature through these guys right like when you're yeah. a kid yeah you look up to like it's kind of like what you were saying like you look up to the tough guy you look up to the boisterous these were the intellectuals person right. yeah but then as you get older and you get more experience you find the people that are off the beaten path are more right. interesting Way you find the people that have things to talk about beyond bigging themselves up are more right. interesting right and and i think like that was they ushered in that era of hip-hop like you know it was it was something beyond the simple ego right yeah right that they they brought it was very it. accessible like and, it, and, it was, and the ego was, do was definitely the common sorry Z, but yeah. the ego was the common fuel of hip-hop back then braggadocio yeah, right. i got this you ain't got that yeah raps and the crazy thing is like black sheep epitomized that like mm-hmm. their first album is them just talking about like we get mad bitches. These bitches are busted. We're not talking to them. We're going to make fun of gangster rappers. You're not as fly as me. Like, they had that bravado, but it was filtered through the native style. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they weren't like cool mo D. They well, were. Well, no, but, but um, Black Sheep, they were typical. Those cats I hung out with. Like, all day was about cracking on chicks. Yeah. There it is. Like, that's what it was. Getting up, you know, going to the like, mall. Right. Like, when you, man, you listen to Drez, it's like, you're not like, oh man, maybe someday I can be Drez. You're like, oh, I know Drez. That's my man. Like, yeah. there's a relatability to these kind of guys at that time versus, holy shit, what's it like to be Easy E? That's fucking crazy. You know, he I mean, must have the, a government. I, I, I slightly disagree. I think there was a relatability, but I think there was also, um, like Daylight stood out with half their hair twisted and half not, mm-hmm. big parts like. Even if they wanted to express themselves with the dashiki, the African print, and the black medallions, mm-hmm. that was the exact antithesis of hip hop wear. Of course, yeah, with the dookie yeah, chain the and shit, and everything. You know, they was exactly doing the exact opposite. The um, clothing deals that Run DMC had gotten at that point with Adidas and yeah. Fedora, and then you know, Run DMC had become a uniform. Yeah, yeah. At that right. point, so and that's the, the genius of of it, to your point with the, with the fashion is when everyone was zigging one way you know what i mean like black satin jackets dapper dan truck jewels kangos and all that these dudes were like african medallion yeah. like that's and that's and that, and that makes you stand out even more you know what i mean and like you said about like 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 dave and dayla with with the half spiky hair you know what i mean like pa's pa's always wearing glasses no one was wearing glasses think about that well, um, rat was wearing fucking glasses. So that X used to wear glasses. Yeah, but like that's 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 after. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Um, large professor. After, but no, I mean that's after. They lied. Like, pauses first. Who's wearing glasses and rat? Okay, that was eighty nine, right? Yeah, when they, they came out eighty nine. Yeah, right. And so like every, like large pros ninety. What's breaking out? It was ninety one. Wasn't Heavy D wearing glasses? Oh, good point, Hev. Good point. I mean, there was there was also like gazelles were a hip hop. Yeah, so. right. I mean, like, I'm just, I get what you're I, saying. Like, yeah, just, I'm saying positive wearing like prescription joints, not like fly dope dope money joints. Like, right. you know what I mean? He wasn't wearing like styled out gazelles. All right. Well, now that we're talking about styles and aesthetics, 
What was some of the sonic requirements, if there were? What made one a native? What do y'all think? Because hmm. it wasn't just how they look, and it really wasn't just what they were rapping about. It was a sound. It was a sound to it. All right. I've been thinking about this a lot. So there's a very, very big shift that happens from 89 through 91, and then everything starting in like 93, right? It's It's a big difference. So when you listen to... First JB's, De La, Tribe, Black Sheep, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, Chia Lee. Like there, there's a, to me, like the native is, and that era of sound is like the faster up-tempo, anything goes sampling ideas. And like you said, kind of like the certain phrasing they would use. And I feel like once everything shifted, in like 92 to 93 with more like darker jazz shit and not like 110 bpm once the whole game shifted it's like there's a reason why tribe and de la kept going and thriving and the rest of them had varying degrees so to me it's like i've been thinking about this a lot like there's no it's not like prince it's not like rizza it's not like prince paul was making every beat and every album you see what i'm saying or like q-tip was producing everybody's shit so there wasn't like a definitive native tongue sound it was more like a an aesthetic like a spiritual connectivity between these people being like we just all fuck with each other and like you said castro you may hear my voice on the background just this hook and you may hear drez on de la soul's dead a couple times but he's not like featuring drez rapping it was more like a hangout versus like like that's why i think it a was no successful. limit like beats by the pound we have or I, bad boy hitmen like only these guys do the beats i think the success you know I mean? lies in the the lack of rigidity like the mm -hmm. fact that firm we're doing a project and dre's doing this and that, that, that. right it was a mess whereas well, that's the like, thing dre wasn't asking, doing it dre wasn't that's the saddest part well i'm just saying he was executive right. feed like he right was, he, yeah, he he got the checks but he wasn't really doing but he shit. was there like masterminding it he was there like orchestrating so that's that's not the point right the point i was trying to make was um like if you if you talk to them they'll say oh we didn't really have many native tongue things but they had a lot of organic pieces mm -hmm. right that if you sit there and ask for a native tongue mix i think there's one online on youtube uh quest love it's like a five hour one he did spinning and talking and songs that influence you know how he gets right um so there is a, a through line and i think the fact that it was organic means it was better purity and, and and more incredible music than assignments mm -hmm. where like the firm i keep using the firm like the firm is half of assignments and half that's all and um native was never that but i also think there was a vanguard to well i, I want y'all to keep um expounding on what made one native z continue i'm sorry yeah i was just well like see when we talk about the firm it's like the firm never had i mean i'll rewind that because I'm, I'm like i'm like the resident firm obsessive on this podcast and on twitter the firm had like the mafioso track masters jiggy 80s block party thing like that was their thing on all the mixtapes the songs they had done together when they clicked up to do an album then it became like too many chefs there's so many things happening with all these people's homies and collab like it Everything leading up to that record made had a sound and a style, and then they they just disbanded it. With the natives, to me, listening to a lot of these albums again, it's like there really is nothing connecting 
um like the Moni Love album to the Black Sheep album. They're really there's nothing they have in common. But what connects what connects Jungle Brothers to Black Sheep is like we're purposely gonna be left of center. Like that's our our deliberate choices with our styles as MCs and as producers and our look. So I think it's like choices versus a definitive sound. And like I said, it's it's a choice as much as it is just allowing themselves to be who they are. Because I I feel like when you when you say the term choice is something that's like a crafted image. No, you're right. I I think it's like choosing to be brave enough to do that shit in the face of like a fila suit. You know what I mean? Like a tango. Like they were just like. Yo, this is me. Fuck it. Like I'm, fi- I'm fly the way I am, which mm-hmm. is very hip hop, which is a, yeah. a very punk rock way to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm willing to deal with the blowback of that. So it's like, I think then that's what I was saying. Like once you hit like '93, and the game shifts again to like Dre, Wu Tang. You know what I mean? Like more minor chord jazz shit as the sound, not like the sped up. Like I don't want to say like zany Prince Paul style, but it's very different when you get to like midnight marauders mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's a very different energy than it was on people's instinctive like they kind of all quote unquote mature but they go from like 18 to like 23 yeah but they're still kids you know yeah. what i mean so that's what i was just saying i don't think there's a definitive and i could be totally wrong i feel like john morrison could definitely check me on this shit but i feel like it was more of they like in the cashless point they were the only ones that shows pointing at each other being like this guy's like me Mm-hmm. Oh shit, she's like me too. Like we're just so they we're just they comfortable. Hit off. They hit it off so quickly because once they met up, it was just like kindred spirits, like they knew each other. You know that there it is, yeah. right? Kindred spirits. I feel like right. uh, you know we knew each other for years, type shit. Yeah, right. Versus like to me, it's like it wasn't masterminded by like Marley Mar doing all the beats, or Prince Paul doing all the beats, or or even to your point about the firm. Like okay, all these labels are going to get together and let these artists do a, a a compilation or some shit. You know what I mean? The organic nature of it definitely shined through versus like Dungeon Family. Like when Dungeon Family did an album, it was like, okay, well, we're going to have the Dungeon Family producers, you know, like Rico Wade, like organized. They're, they're going to do those beats. It's not going to be DJ Premier walking yeah. in the door. Right. So the, the things that I read about them, to me, it sounded like it was one of the first times where hip-hop was made and and, you know this obviously is probably not like the first time but where high level label hip-hop music was made just by dudes hanging out like there it is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you know def jam like it was all rick rubin stuff in the beginning right 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 um and that's to to the point where you were saying but i think there there's a natural feel that you get from that and that I think like a lot of like rock musicians always had that freedom to do that because yes. rock had been established for a while. Yes. Right. So like once rock was established for a while, they would like go and like live in fucking France in a big house together and record a record. Right. right. And I think but this, yeah, this thing was laden with intention last like it, right. it was sure. Certainly it was laden with intention, but it wasn't driven by a label. No. Right. It but wasn't like, driven by think about your 18 and the 90s. Yeah. And studio to do a song or two costs. This was something dressing. That's five to seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah, certainly. right, right. Yeah. Who even can get their hands on five seven when you're a teenager? 
Yeah. If you're slinging or whatever but you're doing, that's just. I'm, I'm sure when they were first starting, they were just doing shit in their crib somehow, like on a four track. Yeah, but I, um, Drez had said something about he would. They, 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 this is the time where you would have ideas and maybe records at your house, but until you knew the person that could get you into the studio, yeah, right, all right, those things right. were just in the ether. Right. And he said, like, hanging out with Long, who was getting along with the other natives, because he was DJing for them at times. Yeah. I got him into the studio. I got dressed into the studio. And because five to seven hundred dollars, even if you can get your hands on that, that's one time. Yeah. Like, I, I remember hearing KRS talking about, like, that's it. KRS and them talk about like getting that money together and doing like all the all the classic BDP songs like one two takes because they had an hour. Yeah, you know what I mean, like ready yeah. to go. Like I, all those stories about time was because it was just I said you had to have intention because at that age five hundred dollars is going to be spent on something totally different for you any other any kid in New Yorker at that time who's spending money on a song that might not do anything. So, but but what I, what I was trying to point and I and I I feel that. Sorry. But what I was trying to point, like when I was reading about it, yeah. like a lot of the shit that they came up, they were just hanging out in each other's apartments. Yeah, no, yes, indeed. So that, that's more what I mean. Like this, the sort right, of right. the idea of who they were was crafted by them. Yeah, something I missed. I missed that. Tommy that Boy, when records. you're starting off, I yeah. missed that hanging out with your other rapper friends and yeah. songs coming out of those meetings. Yeah, I missed that. So, so I think there's like there's that element of it where it's it's self driven and self propelled. But it's also like none of them sound exactly like each other, right? Correct. <laughs> but they all have sort of the way that they use their craft is very similar. And, and I think that's what connects them. There's like a sort of minimalist complexity in the rhyming that they all have. Totally. Right? And then the production, like the Jungle Brothers is a little dustier, I think. Then, then De La, like De La's production is crisp. The well, JPs, I felt like they're from the Houdini tree. I could be, yeah, right. yeah. But and, they they also have a lot of like funk samples in their shit, which yeah, you because know, it's, like, all that house, it's, it's all that house, it's all that house space. You know, you like know. some beats on um, Forces by Nature sound like they could have been on like an NWA record. So good, it's so good. You know, but so even like Three Feet High is like mixed. If you listen to the original pressing, it's like. Same thing with the first JB's album. It sounds like demo shit. It it's not it's not crispy and like it doesn't have like the Bob Power sheen yet to this shit. As sure. you get deeper into their careers, like it even Daylight Soul that. is dead is like, oh, like Daylight Soul is grimy dead. It is to. a little is very grimy. Yeah, yeah Daylight Soul is dead is very grimy, but the first Daylight record is bright. It's it bright, is. yes. You know, and like, that and that's right. the obvious the sample choices that they use. Right. It it matches the color of the artwork. Good call. Yes. Um, And then like, you know, by the time you get to Tribe's first record, there's a more polished sound, I think. Yeah, I feel like at that point, they're taking the ideas of the other ideas and now it's like, okay, this is how we're going to do this. Because again, a lot of people don't realize like how different tempo Elsa Gunther was from all the other records on that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's a very much an outlier. Like this doesn't even belong here. In terms of like what was going That's on, so the Chambers Brothers yeah. sample is crazy. And to put Q-tip to pick, you know, I'm gonna rap slow as hell over this like this. He's just yeah. like talking on that shit. He talk. He's just like talk rapping on the first album. You know what I mean? Dude, the motherfucker took Lou Reed Wildside. That's amazing, dude. All right, and let's do our first break because we're getting into the weeds. All right. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about the multiple movements. Mm. First movement, second movement. 
and that would be the acolytes and affiliates. I like it. It's strong tree. We'll be back. Hold on, culture. Okay, so guitar. Okay, so um, let's start with this. What's, what's your name? Cutie. Uh, where were you going? Who were you going with? It's me, Ali. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got, got to get it. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got, got to get it. My mother went away for a month long trip. Hunting some friends on an ocean liner ship. She made a big mistake by leaving me home. I had to roam, so I picked up the phone Got Ollie up to see what was going down So him, I pick him up, so we could drive around Took the Dodge Dart, a 74 My mother left the yard, but I needed one more Shaheed had me covered with a hundred green bags So we left Brooklyn and we made big tracks Drove down the belt, got all the conduit Came to a tow, we paid and went through it Had no destination, we was on a quest Ali laid in the back, so he can get rest Drove down the road for two days and a half The sun had just Wizard on a dusty path, just then a figure had caught my eye. A mirror for Sabrero who was four feet high. I pulled over to ask where he was at. His index finger, he tipped off his hat. El Segundo, he said, My name is Pedro. If you need directions, I'll tell you pronto. Need a civilization, some sort of reservation. He said, A mile south, there's a fast food station. Thanks, Sior, as I started the motor. Ali said, well, describe to me what the wallet looks like. All right, we are back. back. Native tongue in it. Native oh, tongue in you down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very sexual. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Native tongue All right. So now we're into the next phase of things. And I wanted to talk about the movements within Native tongues, the groups that they spawn. Mm. So we, we mentioned the Native Trinity, JB's tribe and De La, and they spawn. When we say spawn, meaning like there were other groups that came about and joined up with them. But one group in particular was almost created in their midst. That would be Black Sheep. Mm-hmm. Mm. They got down with Queen Latifah. Yes. Moni Love. Yes. Chi Ali, Prince Paul, obviously was producing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who did I? Uh, Brand Nubian. Not really that tongue. A little bit. And um, L O N S. Beat nuts are more. Beat nuts are. I'll yeah. bring them up. But and then L O N S. Good call, Castro. L O N S. So, what y'all think of that first movement of the people that joined up with them to make you know the native tongues into like a bigger collective? I think that they were they were nice accent pieces. Good call. Mm-hmm. Right, like, like I think that. I mean, I don't really consider Chiali much of anything. Not as a diss, but he was just, he was a kid rapper. Right. You know what I mean? Like Funky Lemonade remix was dope. Yeah. But um, he was like a, a nice piece to have in the mix. Um, Black Sheep were very substantial and Queen Latifah were very substantial. Oh, yeah. But I feel like Queen Latifah to me was always more flavor unit mm. than I, she I was native tongue. I can totally agree with that a little bit. You know, she was, she was like definitely. When she got busy with Moni. Yeah. It was more native. Yeah. Mm. I mean, she she's definitely like native affiliated. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, right. And, and they consider her native tongue. So who fucking might have questioned that. Right. Um, but the way that I always saw her was flavor unit. So I never really mm-hmm. thought of her 
um, that. And I, I think sonically to me, she doesn't sound like anything no. out of that camp either. Not like not her sound the, doesn't the aesthetic. The, yeah, Maybe her look, her, her look, the, and the her sort of and the crown stuff she was wearing. But that's, yeah, but, that, but that's her what I'm saying too. Topic, like, topic she is. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, there's a shift. By the time you hit 93 and 94, her black range, she's nothing to do with any of that shit. Right. So oh, I'm no. saying, like, she's right. But that's every, everybody's right. like that, though. You know. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying, like, there's, there's is, just a huge. Right. I mean, stakes is high. Has nothing to do with any of the stuff that. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know. So like, um, but. You know, like I, I still, when I think native tongue, I don't think of any of those other acts. I just think of the three groups that we talked about. Okay, so you you stay with the core native. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty core. Like, I mean, I guess if I had to go with any, maybe black sheep. But to okay. me, black sheep is its own thing. It was like it never. You know, I know they were around, right? right. But like, it never felt to me like they were piggybacking on native tongue. No. They well, were, all right. Well, then I'm, I wanted to talk about this later, but we can talk about it now as we're talking it. about these other moments. Was the native tongue, was that our pipe dream? Was that our fever dream? Or was it there? Mm, like, I was it fan driven to be in thing like black hippie is? No, because they, they, well. Because, all right, let me let me break down my point here. As far as slang authoring, like, Daylight was very good at painting universes. Mm-hmm. So when they wanted to get you into this daisy age, right, they would say daisies. They would talk about flowers. Then they switched it. On De La Soul is dead. They wanted you to get into that swing locate. I can't even pronounce whatever that was. Yeah. And they would say it all in their rhymes. Right. Then Blue Mind State comes, stick a bush. Yeah. Right. So they were always trying to create slang authors' almanacs. They're always trying to create slang almanacs. And they were the ones that would reference natives so much. Yeah. In their rhymes, shouting out their names and stuff. But if you compare them to the word, tribe wasn't doing as much. Nope. And neither were the JVs. Nah. But if you listen to De La Soul is Dead, the first three or four records, this references to native. Like they're really using that as part of like, yeah. All right, this is more more De La Lexicon. You got oh, you got more lexicon for us? All right, boom. We're gonna put that in it. That's why I was giving an example of that swing locate thing they was trying to right. push, and then the stick sticker bush thing they was trying to push. Yeah. And the bionics thing, like they they they've tried to author almanacs, slang almanacs, like, mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna talk like this and these and shorty nomas and um ego tripping. We're gonna create you know what I'm saying, phrases that we're going to use. Wu-Tang did it a lot, too. Yeah. So as far as, like, the aesthetic and keeping Native going, I felt like that was a lot of Daylight. Hence why you got lyrics from Daylight um, discrediting Natives. So talking about, you know, there's times we ain't talk. Yeah. Or the Native songs have been officially reinstated. Those are all quotes from Daylight, not from other groups. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's... So, again, so here's my question is, did we, the fans, create Native Tongue and keep it going? No. Or was it their creation? It was their no, creation, it was for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think we might have, we might have mythologized it. Mythologized it. Mythologized, that's the word I'm looking for. We might have mythologized it to make it something bigger than, you know, a one or two year period. Okay, so wait, I'm, I'm looking at the list on Wikipedia of their collabos. Mm-hmm. So you have 88, you have Black is Black with Q-Tip and Jungle, and then, then you have the promo Q-Tip and JB's 89. Buddy, that's kind of the coming out party. Right? Yeah. They're all in the fucking video, they're all hanging out. Then you have um, all the Buddy remixes, 
Then you have um, Doing Our Thing from the Forces of Nature with JB's, Daylock, Queen Latifah, Q-Tip, and Moni. Okay, boom. Well, what you're not going to see there is you have scenario, but there was different versions of scenario. It wasn't. There was a right. scenario was a version of Dayla. Right, yeah, we're, yeah. we're paused but, on that shit. Right? But they, yeah. they, they eventually said it's just going to be L-O-N-S and try. Yeah. Right. And then you have like Moni Love and Queen Latifah both put Dayla on their albums. Cool. Then you get to like scenario which is like introduces l1s like you said castro then you have like show business which has the brand newbie inside with low end you know like they and then and then pass the 40 on wolf and sheep's clothing with chia lee chris lighty and then who manages all these guys roller skate jam named saturday de la and q-tip so they're all like collabing non-stop for like a two three year span yeah and then it's like it kind of stops. Ninety three is kind of like the last time where it's like a war tour with with you know Dove and Tribe. Yeah, and, and then you and have like Dove said he did that because they were around. He said, "Yo, come through and do a hook for us." But right. also, what I think we would would we be remiss to not mention is all of these groups took time to cultivate their own pathways. So as yeah. much as we wanted them to be like the hip hop rap along gang, right? Uh, Dove would say it like JB's would be in Germany, Tribes in L.A. We're yeah. in North Carolina. Right. Like what's, you know what I'm saying? Like we're well, friends. But he said there were times where they sat down and talked about touring. Just didn't happen. There's times and they sat talked about doing a, like an operatic play mm. or just merch, native tongue merch. But a lot of these things just didn't come to fruition. But I think if you've been in a crew, you know how that goes, right? Yeah. Crews, oh, crews are, crews can only last for so long, right? Like nobody's looking at, Tyler and Earl and being like, odd future is the is the movement. No, not anymore. Right. right. Like, right. but there was a, a three or four year period where that was everything. Right. Yes. But now, sure. like, they, they don't even talk about that shit no more. They never even own each other's records. Yeah. So it, and I think that happens as as you get more into your career, as you get older, it happens with friendships, right? Like you when you were young, you had your crew. Right. Yeah. As you get older, you see them once a year. Yeah. And on some real shit, yeah. let, let, let's be real. We've all been in crews and, and posses and groups and all that shit. And even Wu-Tang, right, talks about it in his book a lot. Like, within crews, you have, like, the little couplets that are actually the closest. Yeah. You know what I mean? So me and Castro were in a, a larger thing at one point, but then he and I became, like, the closest dudes. And then, Alaska, you talked a lot about the history of Adam's fam and all the people that were in it. You were, like, mm -hmm. a late member, quote-unquote, but people more so know you with like cryptic versus you know fucking you know chasm chasm or whoever yeah. right so it's like we all even so even i was like if put cash or you know if like a wrecking crew would have started in like 2003 there would have been 15 fucking guys yeah almost or, or girls you know? yeah like, it been, at least well it would have been eight to ten members right but it, it would have boiled down to where we are now with just us and then i mean when i did squadzilla my last hip hop collective was 13 of us to start mm -hmm. and it got down to like eight and i only know like five of them you know yeah you only knew five and, I, and i've known them and done shows and hung out with them or done songs so it's like you're right it's just it as time goes by you just kind of get to the most essential pieces and i think that like tribe and de la and all and you're right all of them have their own shit like there's long and dress they gotta deal with each other there's plugs one through three they gotta deal with each other when you watch the Michael Rappaport tribe movie, like clearly Fife and fucking Tip did not have a great relationship. You know what I mean? They got to deal with. And these each other weren't like solo strength. artists, right? But now they're solo egos to do something collective. 
these were groups trying right. to merge the things and they had probably had all different infrastructure exactly so it's like it's a whole piece so i think like we, we forgot most deaf most is like the late no, we're getting era. to him he's he's in the okay um, he's in so the, yeah um, like even even him it's like he's collab with a bunch of them but he's solo always you know what i mean even black star like me and you talked the other day it's like black star was like a label promo thing to promote reflection eternal quality and then most it wasn't like oh they're a group from now on these two guys that's just it yeah that that wasn't really ever the case so it's like it's really difficult and like i, I think that it's it's a hell of a fucking we're here we're, we're 30 years later talking about this shit oh it's a it's an it's an accomplishment and it's an achievement right. even yeah. even in hindsight even if it wasn't like official even if they didn't go ham and do a whole project like, or have like merch. i think you're right i think that's where they fucked up and i remember killer mike saying this like 10 12 years ago saying dungeon family fucked up by never having a logo and making mm-hmm. it a thing because yeah. he was like i've been all over the world and the logos i see everywhere fucking africa to europe to, is wu-tang logo public enemy logo hieroglyphics logo yeah, hieroglyphics yeah yeah He's like a dungeon family. We had fucking Outcast, Goody Mob, Cool Breeze, Mike, Sleepy Brown, and they did one type of album and said it, but like they never solidified it. And he was like, and I think I think Native kind of left a lot of money on the table with that. But again, it's it was too organic, and it was yeah. Too that's early what I, I think something makes think it about unique it. about them that they didn't settle down and get anything to fruition that those things were just talks yeah. and they didn't come right back. all right so zilla brought him up second movement mm. that would include common sense most of bush babies i have the beat nuts down here even though what about the roots the roots were not native but if you talk to black thought he will admit to a word that the roots don't exist if native tongues didn't Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they even had Bob Power doing their first album, like just allowing oh, music, album, more. black music kids, to find a place and not feel outcasted. Yeah, right. You know, pun intended. You know, to show them that hey, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Outcast the same the way they express themselves. Hey, it's okay to be unique and already be in a marginalized group is hard. So, like, again, like you're black, but like a lot of black kids don't like you because you ain't you're not that type of hip, right? right. They were showing you a different type of hip, a new supermarket aisle, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. What did you think of these these um these cats? Like common jumping on stuff. Um, you see common and most on stakes. Now we're at the stakes is high level. Right. With some of the collabs are a lot different. So what did y'all think of those? What if you had thoughts. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think they were the descendants good, of good, native good tongue, word. but I don't think that, like for me personally. I never thought any of them were native. So I know they collaborated with him and that, you know, they were cool with, with those dudes, but right. they were never part of that movement to me. Mm. Um, you know, like it would be like calling Wu affiliates member of the Wu-Tang clan, <laughs> you know, more talented than a lot of the Wu affiliates, but Fair enough. Fair you know, like, yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't sit well with me. And we know that uh Alaska is a naturalist hip hop fan. So he's yeah. a naturalist <laughs> for real. pure version. Well, um, it, it just seems like marketing at that point, right? Like Alaska is the white. And he's like, Jerobi was in tribe. 
Yes. And when I see promo pictures and Drovey's not in there, that's not try. <laughs> yes. Um, Z, where you at with it? Um, because these think, are the cats that you really got into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. I think. Um, I think they well they quite adeptly first created their own thing with OK Player. Good be point. Like, Great point. Great Roots are here up. next to Common, next to Quali, next to Mos, Erica Badu, all of them. And then they were like, oh, also OK Player is Soulquarians with Dilla and D'Angelo and, and Raphael Sadiq. And Don't they, forget Spit Kicker. Spit Kicker. And then and you had the Spit Kicker, which was like De La, Pharaoh Monch. Rock Marcy. Rock Marcy later on. Um so they were all taking those nods from the initial success slash failure failure slash legacy of native tongue to say like we need to fucking name this thing and put our faces on it and like take control of this early um versus common and most and beat nuts and brand nubian and busta and whoever whoever being like quote unquote in and out of native native tongue latifa being native tongue for like a year or two and never really fucking working with those people again um i think they it's funny i was reading spike i mean uh, ice t's book with him and his man spike talking about like their friendship and different paths and ice t started the syndicate in like 89 because he was like i want to have i want to own a fucking crew with a label and have all these offshoots that people not like he was thinking that shit early business minded you know what i mean mm -hmm. whereas like native tongue was like very altruistic and cool and then the okay player slash soul Quarians thing was more like we're gonna name it and own it in 1999 so i think it was like um they were better at the branding of it and saying like all of these fucking people work together in this context so if you're a fan of one you'll be a fan of the other like black alicious was on remember they were on okay player for mana cash mm -hmm. they would be on their shit dilated briefly so i just think it's like a smart way i think lift lift got an okay player he might have been right yeah so it's just like the same way like jokes bro like jokes and right now backwards it's a way to be like here's 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 a, a breeding ground for a certain aesthetic or a certain type of artist and if you like one you'll probably like these four other associated people it's like a good gateway drug you know what i mean mm -hmm. I, I think i think that's where it's like really most successful but they weren't working in that vein though again it was all organic like you wouldn't right. see yes right jelly ad it was just too early the, you're right yeah it was in, too in early. the back of the daylight soul booklet it should have been a she like she ali a chi ali ad but it wasn't yeah. they weren't thinking no. that right. forward thing and like i said dub has revealed that they did have sit downs about business matters mm. and stuff just never came to fruition mm. and it's hard because they're all on separate labels separate managers right. their Se own group dynamics yeah, there's saying. just like yeah. so much shit back then versus like back and they were all starting the game they were all new in the game like they right. first, they're all they're, they're sec, they're on, well to their second albums not even established and get the you know the full-on benefits of all the work they were doing until their third album some of them yeah, yeah. like, I, like so they, they black sheep never got a third album right you know what i mean chi ali never got a third album right yeah all right so let's let's hit another break bam and then we come back crew i love. think we're gonna wrap up with two of my final points let's do it curly we'll castro Last Zilla Rasa, Cola Culture. Yeah. 
Like Nick used to click and loops as if they own the publishing gums Be bleeding from illegal feeding on my verb I bring the Mardi Gras to your face I outwit vipers in my rhyme cipher I can easily lick them cause they're victims of the subconscious race Tossing periods in front of foes reps It's not the 187 when the 360 slept You swallow the cake from the plate of Elevate Or you might get sparked by the crew who got the weight So resuscitate and rap like the Hicks do it Presley is the kid who built the jeans and all leans off of Leslie Number nine, if you let me rhyme nine times infinitely, I will climb. I let my walkman from Sony play cassettes from Raboni, which guarantees to put me on the narrow road. And hey, yo, that's it from me. Plug three and I'll leave. Explode. Explode. All right, we are back, shablam, blam, blam. In our final segment for our new um series theory, it's crew love, cola culture till we love. die. You know what I'm saying? Where we break down some influential and dynamic crews within hip hop. Yeah. So today we were talking about the native tongues, and we are in our final segment here. And I wanted to pose to the gallery here. Was the native movement monumental or mediocre? And this will be a constant question when mm. we have these crew love. And they're very, this is all subjective, not objective at all. Very okay. subjective. So your okay. opinion, was it monumental in your eyes or was it mediocre? Meaning pass fail. It was monumental. Okay. Um, even, even if they sort of, were a crew in name more than anything. Right. What it spawned and mm. and what they opened up in the culture is massive. Like there's there's no denying the Shit, the Q-tip way that alone, they opened. Q-tip tree is crazy. Yeah, just like with with it, not even just hip hop culture, like American culture. Like mm, yes, think about would we have Atlanta and Darius without the native tongues? Mm. Great point. Great point. You know what I mean? Like sure. everything we have that they spawn. LaFace Records. Would yeah. L.A. Reed been able to be successful with its off-kilter Southern yeah. shit? Because remember, yeah. L.A. Reed didn't go there with that plan. 
Like when no. he was there, that wasn't his plan. Was yo man, Goody Andre Three Thousand will tell you Q Tips his favorite rapper ever. Yeah. So there, there's a line. There's a through line right there. Yeah. Right. Like I said, <laughs> yeah. Pharrell. You don't get Pharrell without. No, you don't get Pharrell. Native. And that he's he's been this century's super producer. Yes. yes. Like he is the sound of this century thus far. Hundred percent. You know, like totally whether you love him or hate him, he is the sound of it. And yeah, I mean, you know, I think you don't get Kyle, the outfit, you don't get Death Squad. You don't no. get Keith Murray and Red Man teaming up with Eric Sermon to create the cosmic, you know, cosmic funk, cosmic slop no, shit. Like not that. at all. Right. You might not get Wu Tang. That's a good point. Probably not. You don't yeah. get Odd Future because yeah. Tyler's based off of Pharrell, who's based off a of tribe. You might not have hip hop anymore. <laughs> you just might not. You like it at might least have out. It might have burned out. Whereas this was showing you all the different hexagonal possibilities. Yeah, like it wasn't just a cube. This is this thing right. got eight sides. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's sixteen sides. Yeah. I mean, since since Dale dropped, the most successful hip hop acts have always been the out of left field acts. Indeed. Wu Tang was very out of left field. What's that? Wu Tang was very out of left. Very out of left. That should never exist. When it it was going against what was right, what was the standard? I mean, Kanye West was the biggest artist for a decade, ten years, and he's an offshoot of all the shit. Yeah, very much. So you know, it's like they changed culture. What were the options again? Monumental, monumental, or or mediocre. All right, I'll just play devil's advocate, devil's advocate, and I'll say mediocre. Only I don't believe it. I'm gonna just say it though. I'll say mediocre in a sense that all of that shit is beautiful because it's accidental, right? And the record spoke for themselves and influenced all these kids that became monumental motherfuckers. It's mediocre only in the sense that, like you said, Castro, they had a meeting on some business shit. And then it just never, like there is a there is a hard stop on the native tongues as we think about it. So, eighty eight to if I go back to the thing on Wikipedia, which I don't have open anymore, but the eighty eight to like ninety one run is is really like native. And then after that, it's like everyone just starts going all these different spots to where even you know, pause saying you know, claim a native you know we hardly even speak, and that's ninety three. So it's like, it's sad because it's like a wistful fantasy and there's a lot of lore and mythology about it, you know, the same way like that famous Vibe magazine cover with the Soulquarian Neo Soul motherfuckers, where it's like, they were all just an electric lady studio making shit together for like two, three years and and have continued those collabos, but it's like, it wasn't like how it was in you know, right when from mama's gun yeah voodoo fucking like water for Love, chocolate right. all that shit so it's like but they were very they but they were very consciously like i said trying to learn from the mistakes quote unquote of native and make it a fucking collective so that's the only i'm just saying it just to you know just be contrarian only in a sense that that's the only sad part is that I'll, they I'll, didn't I'll have a logo them. and a t-shirt and a clothes you know what i mean like a fucking office yeah, that's all. I'll sum up both with my opinion. I think they were monumental in their scope and influence, like Alaska said. Yes. But there was a mediocre output in terms of branding it. Right. And exactly. Making it a little exactly. bigger than it could have been. But that might not have been the point. It didn't seem like that was the point. Branding right. came about in terms of hip hop way later in the game. Right. And something as simple as like, yo, just get Jeff Jank to draw us a picture. If he did it, it would be a whole thing now. But right. he did. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's left to us as the fans. And that's why I asked that question earlier was the Native Turk movement something we created or they created because they didn't define it with hard lines on the edges. They didn't outline it mm-hmm. with, with thick Krylon paint to make sure you knew this was Native and this was only Native. And to so me, that's why it's special. Because yeah. so. it's just, it's an idea more yeah. than anything else. So even the songs that they have, like the ones that are sort of listed as Native Tongue songs. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say they're not like any of their best work. No, I mean mm. they're, they're also, but they're also like um, the, cool. the black is black song. That's yeah, just the yeah. vibe. They say no, black exactly. is black yeah. is black is black. They say that like yeah. mad times. But the like intentional posse cuts. Like, yeah, man. like um, even the um, the um, fascination with the B word. Yeah. Come on, everybody, let's baseball. They say that a lot, and there's little yeah. verses within that. So, to Alaska, to your point, they are having fun when they're working with each other, but it's yeah. not like sit down we're going to create the greatest rap story ever yeah stuff no. right right so okay yeah I, I think it's like it's kind of like the juice crew where it's like all these amazing motherfuckers and but there's no like definitive piece to be like here's the record where it all came together i, th- I think it's a season sat. you know i say see like look at right the cowboy song on the score they can only done that once. What outside yeah. is right. They could right. only yeah. done that once. The, the way yeah. it worked, they could have only done it once. They couldn't have made another version of it. They couldn't have made part two. They couldn't have done another one on somebody else's record. They can only make that one once. If yeah. you get my point. I mean, the definitive Juice Crew item is the symphony. Yes. Right. And that's a yeah. one track. That's one one of one. Yeah. And the, the album it's on is really hella mediocre. Right. But that that's song is like Marley? Boom, boom, yeah, boom, in control boom, volume one. In control. Oh. <laughs> Yo, that, well, Alaska, that, that was, Alaska was Bayla? outside. Alaska you... was outside during that time, so I have to defer that. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm just saying yeah. that that song with Biz and 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 Heavy is one of the greatest fucking raps. What's that shit? It's got a couple joints, but it's like, you know, for like the monster crew of the era, it wasn't that good of a record. Right. They don't. They don't have like a definitive like this is the Juice Crew yeah. record. Yeah. They have like the the Marley record. Yeah. Yeah. And Control One was all that right. Shit? Let's get to our final bullet point. We we write the songs. Oh my god, that is one of the greatest. Let's get to our business. final bullet point. Holy this, shit! Uh, crew love segment. Tayshon mm. segment. Nation. <laughs> Who just two? No, I can make this long. Who would be a native tongue today? Great question, Castro. Just two. I got one. My man, chaos. Chaos from Canada. Yes, I love that. You are the because he's a boy. He's a KOS. Yes, yeah, And and I think it would be pretty specific. He would have like the Chiali arm. Not a lot of collabs, but some production. And he does a hook or two because he sings. Love K, bro. I I yo, he's another guy I've taken and learned so much from. I love Chaos. Good. And he and he is an original B boy with the break. So B boy. He made so B boyish. Even the terms you some of it in my B boy said some of that stuff is corny as hell because he's committed to the B boy life using B boy terms and things of that nature. You you know what he's good at? He's good at like making the catchiest songs, and he thinks the bars are like scientific genius, like fucking like fifth grade physiology class, but they really ain't about shit. And the hook is like wild banging and catchy. Oh, I got my other cat. I already. I love him. All right, Um, chaos and. I got a, I got another cat. Who, who is it? Oh, oh like, I've been listening to him. I've been watching him all week, and I had a really big 
he was a, he's been a very big part of my artistic life and i definitely would put him in the name um soul williams hmm. nah no way yes way no way yes way. i love like, soul too. i mean I you I don't think he'd be i don't think he'd be because you're thinking of it as like his songs and i'm thinking of it as his spoken word poetry pieces and the rhythms he chose when he did that these things are five seven minute long opuses that he memorized and there's so much movement his okay. arms are movement his hands are okay. moving like he performs it he's not reading it so i would okay. just i would just i would tell you this go to just go on youtube and type in slam nation one word yeah you know he's, and watch his stuff there he's a master all right my 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 first pick is fonte mm. fonte would be native mm. yeah mm. okay yeah. everybody has their own choices but okay <laughs> That's my first pick. I'm just thinking <laughs> out loud here. That's my first pick is Fonte. That's cool. All right, Alaska, who do you have? Man, I, have, I don't think anybody would be native tongue. Right Alaska, now. stick to Black your guns, Thought, brother. With, with Black Thought? Stick be? to your guns. No, Black Thought wouldn't be. Black Thought wasn't. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody that's like out right now. Like it's going to be like a bunch of kids we don't even know that about that are making music right now. Of course, but just if in, in today's yeah. landscape, do you think anybody would? No. And you could say no. Okay. No, not a single person. We gotta love oh, Alaska. No one. Um, no, nobody's like. No, I'm not saying that people aren't good. I'm just saying they're not that. What? What? what but what is that? That's the question. Exactly. See, I my 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 wild card would also be like I think a lucid would fit into the native tongue. Here's my guy. We got T three from Slump Village. Nah, I pick somebody Ow. else. You're doing yeah. it to piss, but also like you're doing it to piss me the fuck off. So pick somebody else. Yo. You guys are mentioning dudes that haven't been doing anything for like ten years. What are you talking about? Fonte's T out. Fonte with T three and chaos. Shit. Chaos, chaos is, is out of the shit. game, but Saul yeah, is still chaos. active. Um, pick somebody else though. That 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 no, that's been disqualified. I'm sorry. Mm. Only because I'm hosting and this is like my idea. Otherwise, I'll let you rock T three. I'd even go with a by ten pick. <laughs> You could do rest in peace. Away, rest, oh, rest oh, peace. dude, Quelly Chris, he would be fucking native tongues. Okay. Like that. Oh yeah, okay. that's a good one. I like that. What wait, about wait, um Sean P? No. Ooh, no. Wait, 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 Z. Nah, wait, nah, wait. Nah, wait. That sense of humor. Second nah. phase, Sean P. No. Nah. The sense of nope. humor. I don't know. I'll, well, I'll okay. ask. I like. Where okay, you're going. I'll, I'll give you this. I like. We going that in the sense that some of the Sean P. Shit he did with Justice League, with Ninth Wonder and Crisis, is. Those dudes making knockoff golden age style beats, which is Q tip, fucking beat nuts, and so on and so forth. But his sensibility is like too hard rock Brooklyn Decepticon. Like he's not he's too street to me and proud. I don't know because I like native. Does that make sense? I don't know. I, I disagree in the sense that like look how cool Breeze fits with Dungeon Family or Family fit with star mm. trek or how okay. sa smash fits with dead jokes but, here, but these the guys are hard edges but, yeah, but sean sean price god bless him was not a, as musically as adventurous as cool breeze does that make sense but again cool sure. breeze is rolling with them so when creatine comes about he's like yeah i'll rap on it you know what i'm saying well, he, sean, he, p, sean p passes on family picks those weird quote-unquote neptunes beats sean p passes on that's just my instinct I mean, like Doom is affiliated, and to me, like I, I think there's a lot of similarity between Sean P and Doom. I agree with but, that. But again, but but the production choices of Sean P are very standard. Like, all right, Z, take it like rap. this. I think I think Alaska's talking about if you put him in 
the native framework he fits right in you're thinking of it in terms of like i'm talking about song. like his his artistic choices like it, when, when it comes i'm not talking about his rapping i'm talking I, about like what he chooses that's what but that's like what red saying. man on ooh 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 sean p could be could yeah, fill that in it could I think it would be about curating around him and not necessarily yeah. letting Sean P lead. It yeah, I don't think I don't think he him. would turn down the invitation, but I'm just saying like his his output when he was alive and active is very counter to Jungle Brothers, De La, Black Sheep, all that shit. Doesn't mean he wouldn't like their he was probably a think huge of fan. a refined Bismarck. Mm. Like refined Bismarck. I mean, that's more with, Nori. With yeah, yeah. That's more yeah. Nori. But, but, to, but the musical, I think you know, Nori would be great with Taylor. <laughs> he would do like, a lot. Yeah. He would, you know, like um, he would do that shit. What about Michael Christmas? I don't, I don't listen like to him, him enough. I, no. I, I checked him a couple times for sure early oh, on. Here's a good one. Open Mike Eagle. Oh, definitely. Okay. Good fucking call. Yes. Okay. I got one for Zilla. Uh, Tyler Quality. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yep. With well, no, I mean, no issues. I'll give him the twelve inches. They're native Tuggy um, 2000 seasons and those type of things. Um, but you know, listen, other than typical, I don't want to as, as, as much as he's a fucking piece of shit, early Kanye is native tongues. All right, here and here's the last one before we get out of here. Would organized confusion work? Would, well, would I, I one of them you, work. I just sent you the TikTok video about Fife saying Q tip got fucked up by Rex and Effects defending Prince Poe, who was getting fucked up by Rex and Effect. Yeah. I remember that. And they were all on some queen shit, like looking out for each other. So, yes. So, okay. Q-Tip got his shit fucked up in the hot sex video wearing the mask because of Prince Poe from Queens was getting fucked up. So, <laughs> all right. one <laughs> more who I think may have already actually been affiliated with some of them, uh, Rock Marciano. Yeah, we said that. He yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I got, a, I got a quick question and then we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Why didn't you think Buster was well, he's all day. He goes. No, uh, 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 let's be official. I, this, this is the reason for the question. Okay. L O N S is all up and through there, hanging out. But Buster, Buster's everywhere. Was never a native tongue. He doesn't even he say it. He is. You talk. Talk to me. Talk. Okay. To me. I, I'm, I'm laying I, out. I, I, I'll, I'll present the argument. Number one, starting on his first solo album, and through his whole career, for about eighty percent of his catalog, he has either a Q-tip beat or Q-tip feature. And or a Dilla beat. Agreed. And Dilla is in the Oma, the Uma, right? Agreed. Then you have his mixtape with Q-Tip called The Abstract and the, and Dragon. the Dragon. Agreed. Then he has that song, I Want to Thank You, that Q-Tip produced. Then he's on like six songs on the last Tribe record. He is, without a fucking doubt, Tribe, Native Tongue, affiliation, like hardcore. Okay. Point point made in point. And, and think about this too, like even, you know, him... Them sampling him on "Oh My God," you know what I mean? Like, just but taking I, his ad libs. The, the thing that I brought him up for is because you were very right, um, and is evidence to, to refute my claim. But I'm just going off when the artists started getting involved in their own careers. That's what mm. I saw Buster do when he went solo. Very mm. much getting involved in his own career, mm -hmm. and yes. that's what we said a lot of the native cats did, especially the main Trinity. Once things started getting rolling, once they started getting to their second and third albums, they had to worry about themselves, right? Before they could worry about any ultra collective yeah. and splitting of checks ten ways. And yes, shit. and because he came in the game with you know Milo and Dinko D and all that shit and Charlie Brown, and being absorbed somewhat by by Tribe, and then that shit falling apart and him being a huge solo star, it's like 
again, even with all that, working with all the big name people and Rolodex is crazy, he would always put Dilla or Q-Tip on all his No, shit. you're right. You're right. He never, he never just like, okay, thanks for that 91. Thanks for that 92. I'm gone. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that is call it a quits. That will bring mm. us to an end. We're going to have some nice musical selection for the native tongue Tongue-ray. catalog to take us out. And we <laughs> hope y'all enjoyed this uh, first batch. Well, this first segment it's crew of love. our new um, series called yes. Crew Love. Love. Crew love. The importance of hip hop crews in hip hop today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Yeah. Cool. All um, right, y'all. Grab that metal lung. Oh, yeah, we got metal lung copies. Haram. This shit is yeah. we got a lot of stuff out. It's a lot of things out. Really, it's, to be honest, I'm not doing the one by Google Curly Castro. Go to the most recent stuff. There's a lot. Four new things out. That. Please go uh, check all of that. Pop songs from the apocalypse. We did the live in the notes episode. People loving it. Go grab that shit. Tapes are moving. Shouts to Griff. Shouts to Insubordinate. Shouts to Alaska. Doing a totally solo. No no features. Nope. It was like listening to the Money Love album for the first time. No features. It was it was designed around the Money Love album. <laughs> the Money Love album. Down to earth. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> shouts to that shit. Um, shouts to um, just sent out the shit today for Andrew's album. Sad Dan songs I don't know. We're going to press that on cassette that dropped. I think november december on cole rhymes digital um the tapes are gonna be crazy we got them and then um he and i just made a brand new song today so oh by the time this drops i want people to check out two things um fat boy sharif and roper williams will have a new ep out called um planet unfaithful and brother to the pod gang king vision ultra has a project dropping called shook world yes with a whole bunch of different vocalists and mcs on there sampling music by the, from the band Algiers. It's a great project. He mixed and mastered it. So you know there's a bunch of field recordings, great transitions, Ooh. little staticky moments. So it's it's really, really good. Just Lucid's on there. Big Just is on there. Yes. Um, Masai is on there. Yes. You got a bunch of poets on there. So it's just it's really, work really is good amazing. work. Hard work is really, amazing. Really good work. So I want everybody to go have gang check back. that out. We yeah. need gang back on for some crew. We'll bring him on talking yeah. about all this stuff because he's been dropping stuff. I think he yeah. wants to he wants to do DITC. Yes. He's been wanting. He's been chomping. And he also it. helped. Well, he mixed and mastered uh preaching at Havana. Another oh, Fat yeah. Boy Sharif project. Yeah. So like, yeah, with no face. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, he no did, uh, did the artwork too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So just he's just killing just it. He got his tape thing going. He's killing it. So I really want y'all to check this shook world. Yo, and everybody needs to check the out. fucking Castro Willie Green joint, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's just it the other day. Shit's bang. Born it's ready. Called Born Ready. It's a Ooh. single out. Willie Green producer. I'm rapping. That and shit it's is dope. stupid. You know, so it'll be out there. I strongly recommend. Oh, and I put up a single that came out a few years back. I put on streaming Harm's Hotel. Me and me and Disco Vietnam. This was like a, a Vegas Vic uh outtake, but and I performed it once with Prem. Right before COVID, uh, love that shit. So that's on Spotify, all them places. Check that shit. Harms Hotel. Oh, and uh, sorry. Um, last but not least, I mentioned a shrapnel EP. Be patient. It has mm. taken on a bigger form. We're doing different things with it, so just be patient. It's not coming out when I said it was. It'll come out a little later, but it will be worth it. Cool. It'll be like a shrapnel lead LP. Nice. Um, I love think it. of like just a little hint. Think of don't get scared now. Who made wait, wait, which ones don't get scared now? 
Griselda. Yes, good call. I was thinking of Easter Gun Day when you said that. Yeah, think of that. Yeah, yeah. Give you and I that's like what it. I got. Good for you, man. Uh, shouts to everybody on Patreon holding us down. The Patreon is fucking popping. Um, you get the episodes early. You get exclusive one shots not available anywhere else. You get listening parties, all this fucking cool shit. Patreon.com slash culture. Uh, the Twitter feed is fun. The Instagram, you know, we, we can get a little better at that. We'll get and a then better that. the fucking um, the iTunes reviews, guys. I was just going to say that. Come on, guys. Let's get on. Well, let's get well. Let's get on iTunes. One every episode is not too hard. If even if it's the same guy, just go in there, drop something. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fucking cool. Listen, in a somebody world wants where to take that responsibility, one one review every episode would that would be crazy. We love it. In a world where Spotify cut six percent of their workforce because podcasts are doing bad compared to twenty twenty and all that, we're out here thriving. We're out here coming up with new shit. We're keeping this bitch going. Hit us with the fucking iTunes review. The fucking fives do the one star review and say something funny and we'll read it i don't even care that would be great all right that's that's well that's a promise if you put up an itunes review we will read it in the episode we'll definitely read it on the episode oh and and okay. shouts the homeboy that um dm'd the co-op culture fucking uh instagram and just said <laughs> i'm not gonna say his name <laughs> what he said? Said I rap. he said quote I need to get on here. I rap. <laughs> the real. I love BS. direct to the point. No frills. I love it. <laughs> I need so to we get gonna on find here. We're gonna, we might I have rap. a new guest. The I, his name might be I rap. He he has one point four thousand followers with twenty posts. So he definitely didn't pay for those followers. Shouts to him. And if he's listening to this, which I doubt he, he there's no way he's listening to this fucking show. But he needs to get out of here. He raps. He knows who he is. So shouts to I'll have to send us another intentful and direct email and we might we might put you on. Well, at, well right. at least read it. We'll definitely read it. We'll read it live on the show without saying your name. Shouts yeah. to All right. Call out cultures. Thank y'all for tuning in. Everybody else. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We've been doing this for a few years now. And it's uh, still going. More than more, more than proud of my cold post here, keeping us going. All right, y'all. Hey, y'all. Call our coaches later.